I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Food that's good for the environment, good for the people who eat it, and good for the people who grow it. They pick it so it's beautiful when it comes to market, and you get to enjoy that. Local businesses is the, the first place that we can directly support somebody. You've got to believe in what you do, and if you stick to that, then you're getting there anyway. How you doing? Steph Bostuma here with another Quicksand Food Podcast. And today I speak with Luke Simons from Howland Wolf Bar in Wollongong. Howland Wolf's one of my favorite places to drink. And that's mainly because it's the most fun. I always have an absolute ball when I get there. And one of the things that me and Luke talk about is how the staff at a venue and the staff behind the bar at Howling Wolf really bring the vibe of the place up and get people involved. There's great live music there. They've got a massive selection of whiskeys and all sorts of different drinks. They don't take things too seriously. They love a chat. They love having a beer and a drink and a cocktail. And they gave us a couple of their great cocktail recipes for the Illawarra cookbook. I love Luke, love chatting to him. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Luke Simons from the Howling Wolf in Wollongong. Do you want to just tell us a bit about the venue, just about Howling Wolf itself? Like, what what do people come to Howling Wolf for? <laughs> I don't know. I might get in trouble with RSA with that one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah people come. Yeah. That's fine. People come here. They generally tend to hate us tomorrow, but um, come just for <laughs> the interaction. I believe it is. You know, it's we took this place over uh, in February, so the. the building was already existent like we took it over new business we have three young blokes in here running it now and we're just here to have a good time so yeah. and, and that sort of reflects we um we try and create like a nice vibe behind the bar which then extends out to, to the area out here so everyone sort of has a few drinks and yeah it's just a good fun time man so i like that i um yeah i've had some nights here where it's getting into the later hours and you, you can just really feel that energy in the, in the place like that's everyone's a, everyone's yeah. really enjoying themselves that's or getting thing. a little bit debaucherous but it's fun yeah that's the main thing man hey, like, <laughs> it's just it's lucky for us like yeah we got like a massive back bar we got heaps of different drinks to choose from but yeah a lot of play everyone's got drinks that's the thing you go to a bottle shop and probably get the same thing we've got but cheap but you come in for the experience and that's yeah, what okay. it is you know you got a bartender like, you know being raw because mucking around with everyone so and that's what we want so bring that out to the patrons you know it's I, you know, it's a dying thing now like having fun in pubs and bars like you know everyone goes there to gamble everyone goes there but now it's like we're trying to bring that back like mm. interaction you know everyone get pissed like they used to so it's good um yeah I mean for a long time like you'd buy the bartender a shot and you'd sort of like or you'd know the bartender like just that old school sort of pub feel where you know the people that work behind the bar and you can you can chat and, and that's and, it like we, we got like the three of us owners we're always trying to have one of the owners behind the bar because you, know, you get that touch of that little extra touch of experience when you're the owners there yeah. so it doesn't care if something you know 
slides our way and you have a few drinks, it's just it's good. So yeah, <laughs> good times. Um, and you got a huge selection of whiskies here. Do you want yeah. to tell us a bit about it? Just brought in our 200th the other day wow. as well. So it was the Dalmore 18, I believe, was a 203 bought in. So it wanted to be something sort of quite nice. So. Uh, but it's, we're not just whiskey though that's the thing like, people come in and they're like oh we've got to get a whiskey so I don't know we've got about 30 gins there as well yep. you're like Wollongong's not that niche that you can do one thing specifically so we sort of try and cover everything mm-hmm. you know so we still got like sort of cognacs up there and we've still got uh, like we've got heaps so oh, look at that so we've got vodkas and everything as well we've got to do cocktails we've got to do a bit of everything around here so that's yeah. good yeah, yeah cool. do it all and do it still well though so we're not just flooding in crap so it's like stuff that we've tried we've tasted we like so there's a lot of lot of play like a lot of products that hit the chopping block for us that just sort of had to remove so right yeah how how do you sort of like when someone comes to a cocktail bar i feel like sometimes they might you know there's people with different levels of experience when it comes to alcohol and cocktails and what they like to drink and whatever you know there's people like especially a bit of the younger crowd you don't know what you like to drink when you're 18. Like, you kind yeah. of are just figuring it out. So, like, you go and order bloody vodka raspberries or bourbon and Cokes and stuff. And as you, as you get more experience, you kind of know what you like. But a cocktail bar is a good way to sort of get steered in the, the right direction when it comes to 100%. figuring out what you like. You're exactly right. So, yeah. Like, how do you how do you sort of, like, try to help people with getting getting the right cocktail? Well, I had this once. One, one bartender did to me a while ago in Sydney. It was the best thing he ever did to me. I walked in. I said, I don't know what I want. And he went straight away, sweet, do you want to, he broke it down, he like, he, bar's broken down, anything. he went, do you want a cocktail, beer, wine, spirit, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like a beer, and he's like, alright, quick, awesome, we can do a beer for you, um, you know, light or dark, I got a light or dark, sweet, ale or lager, awesome ale, and he broke down everything to found the one thing, same thing works with cocktails, you know, and some walks, like, I don't know what I want, it's like, sweet, do you want something like heavy and strong, or do you want something a bit lighter, I'm like, oh, something a bit lighter, awesome, do you want something like, sour something sweet like I want something sweet awesome do you have a base spirit are there any off limits because everyone's everyone always says tequila's off limits too so oh, they've always had that one bad that, night no, I so. love tequila tequila's no, the number one we go through a lot of that so <laughs> that's yeah like I try and push that on to it but yeah like you know, a white or dark spirit alright white awesome Bacardi sweet and you find a fruity Bacardi cocktail or something yeah. you want for them so and then you can nice. go the other way when it comes to like whiskey cocktails as well it's like people who actually know a bit about whiskies and bourbons and you know the, the different things and then you try to steer them down a road of something that they might not be familiar with but yeah, it's a bit different definitely and that's just so nice having said 200 plus whiskies on the back bar there's always i'm yet to meet somebody who's had everyone on there so even i think i'm missing like one or two up there so yeah um, yeah i've <laughs> got, got more drinking to do <laughs> my research <laughs> yeah, research research yeah. oh jesus yeah. it's killing me the research is killing me the it's research. good it's good um do you like do you try to sort of like educate people about whiskies in a sense? Because I, like, especially especially for me, it's taken me a long time to appreciate them. Because, yeah, I don't know. I just probably probably because I haven't drank them enough. But to be able to tell the difference between a good one and 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 what you what you like is a bit of a hundred percent. It's a good one and what you like are two different things. Yeah. So like, you know, there's one of my favourite whiskies. It's uh, Woodford. It's Woodford Masters Masters Edition Classic Malt and. It's, it's hard to find, and everyone I've told you hate it, but I love it, and that's the thing. So, like, and it's about thirty bucks a nip it comes in at. So, mm-hmm. it's still great, but I, I, you know, the good money's not an indicator of it. You know, money's for rarity, money's for hard to find. So, things like Japanese whiskeys tripled in price because they've won an award. So, like, mm. automatically the same the same thing that was being made ten years ago is now triple the price because of rarity. Oh, so really? Still good though, but um, the beauty of whiskeys though, I really like 
talking about education, it's just there's such difference in it. Like I remember that was the thing I found when I started learning about it. It's like you know all whiskies sort of start pretty much the same, all scotches start the same, and then it's just the process, the distillation, the aging that all just changes it. So there's nothing artificial. Like you're allowed to add a little bit of colouring is the only thing. It's right. a specific type of colour, but that's it. That's the only thing you can add to it artificially. Everything else is natural. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just like just good to see like our bourbons like they change their flavors by changing the base mixes but scotches change their flavors by one's distillation and the other thing is the barrel aging so yeah it's just just it's really interesting i found so it's a like, big it's a big vast sort of world of knowledge out there when it comes to whiskey, yeah, like once you get into it yeah different legislations it's, it's amazing so and that's just something that's keeping me going here as well as just the, the thirst for knowledge as well yeah so, that's yeah. cool i think that sort of you know, like bartending is something that has grown in its sort of artisanship and the people the people doing it, their their sort of like dedication to it. It's something that, that seems to have grown recently. Like I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was just because I was less educated about it when I was young, but like you'd have the old school barmans who would make the classics and like, and, and, the, and old people would drink those drinks because they knew about it and it was all back from sort of like another time and then and then and then for a while like bars were just sort of bars but recently there's this sort of artisanship and 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 dedication that people like yourself have to the whole the whole cocktail and beverage and alcohol and scotch and all the different you know drinks industry that sort of continues to push it forward yeah yeah well that's it it's, it's a big resurgence coming in now it's just like the appreciation because people are drinking now more quality than quantity and that's probably the best thing for us you know before the big money makers in hospitality were pubs clubs and that because people go they just to drink you know 20 schooners after yeah. work and that now that's shifted now everyone's coming out now so they'd rather spend you know a few extra dollars on a craft beer than just to mm. sit there and just drink vb all afternoon so yeah not like rubbish and vb we sell you know 20 20 vbs at a club over a footy game is not bad but yeah, yeah. it's just not the right atmosphere <laughs> for it so yeah. that's people going that way trying to educate themselves as well and just i think i think social media is a big thing of that too you know people wanting to play you know showing like they're having nice things and that yeah. now so that's what it is like honestly that's been a big push so. and it's also like like it pushes um new distillers and stuff to sort of work as well like I feel like I didn't I never heard about an Australian whiskey yeah maybe eight years ago or something like that like yeah, well, that's it Sullivan's Cove got World yeah. Whiskey of the Year I think it was 2013 yeah French Oak finish so they they're Australia's stepping up as a game as well and, and craft beer too so like craft beer like yeah everywhere like you're like young Henry's even they're a bit more, like more on the commercial now but they're they're blowing up they're everywhere so it's just nicely smaller places just going so well I think yeah. Stone would have backed independent again now so just just good everyone's trying it now and it's just nice yeah, when it go. comes to when it comes to craft beer so this I, I don't want to shit on anyone but like I feel like there's so many out there now that I'm like are there that many really good brewers out there or is it a lo- like are some people just giving it a go like what, uh, how does it work it's a bit of it. everything hey like yeah. you know, everyone's having a crack at it and it's good to see because it gets such variance and obviously the ones that aren't any good they, they don't stay in business long right but then yeah you've like, you got to have the quality you like great ones like one of my favourite breweries which I think we don't have any at the moment though is yeah, Garage Project in um, New Zealand they, they're working out of an old garage like an old service mm-hmm. station so they've turned that oh, into yeah. a brewery and they do crazy stuff we had a um a champagne pilsner so it was maybe champagne yeast tastes like champagne they did um what was it it was a jalapeno watermelon and rose water goza is what it was it was was amazing it was just like 
yeah it's these weird like is it recognizable as beer that sort of thing it's crazy and a lot of we do have a lot of things where people have and they're like it tastes nothing like it but you're like well they're trying like it's still beer essentially it's like brewed (laughs) during that way but it doesn't taste exactly like it so they they're just doing some crazy stuff now and it's it's nice to see we've got like a really $65 beer in there as well so like we've sold a few of them as well like they've a bottle bottle so it's a big long neck it's uh, Sierra Nevada's barrel aged narwhal so it spends yeah just a stout they've aged in X barrels and then I think it's ex-bourbon barrels, I believe, and it's amazing. And we are, the guys who buy it sit it there and they treat it like a bottle of wine and they let it warm up and change temperatures. And they, the last one we sold, the bloke took an hour and a half to drink it because he was 10 minutes, wrote down about it, 10 minutes, wrote down really? about it. Really? Yeah. Like it's, wow. Beer's turned into wine now, essentially, in that way. And the, the flavors do change with temperatures. Yeah. When it's cold, you do, it does dull a lot of the taste sensations. When it heats up, you get more and more. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. So, are they, is something like that, are you supposed to drink that at like a optimum temperature or are you supposed to let the variation happen throughout the sort of experience there's definitely an optimum temperature but to keep some of that optimum temperature and drink because like the whole thing's like eight standard drinks like you keep that temperature and drink it at that temperature it's yeah. quite difficult but i think it's better having it come through yeah the, the whole variation you know like oh there's not that much there and then you start noticing you know, your caramels come through your toffees come through you really do notice like as it warms up so you got hot and cold glasses as well and yeah yeah it's Cool. That stuff, like when you, anything barrel aged, tends to be really cool with beers. Adds like a nice texture to it too. So mm. that's, it's just crazy what they're doing with it now. So yeah. I said back what it used to be, you know, Fosters and Forex and, yeah. and so, Reshes. Yeah, Reshes um, are Reshes. <laughs> um, when you bought those and, and said we're going to put these sixty-five dollar beers on, what like how did how did you make the decision? Was it just like oh look, we'll give them a go, and if no one buys them, we'll just drink them. It was, like, <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was, it was my business partner brought it in. He said, "We want to start selling craft beers," and I said, "You're a fucking idiot." And then uh, it's working. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah, it's a it's a nice gap in that. So he's um he's done well with that. So that's good. Yeah, um, and that's it. Like, there's a few there that haven't made it, and we've just had them ourselves. So that I'll we'll try next time. So. Yeah. It's all part of the learning process. Definitely. And that's you start identifying better breweries. And that's, yeah, you said the same before, like about people surviving, you just get those breweries a little bit better. So the, mm. the good ones, we know the notable breweries bring out better beers. So we've had a few that we've vetoed now because they just brought them, gave them a second chance and it was just shit. So yeah. just, How do you like, when it comes to craft beer, how would you, because there's some, it's hard to know what's craft and what's not these days because I feel like there's commercial brands that like sort of label their beer as if it's craft beer and then yeah. there's other cr- things out there that started as craft and now are more commercial and there's this whole sort of spectrum and a lot of the time people probably make decisions based on like brand recognition Definitely. so like if someone goes i'll have a yeah. i don't know what a good example is but like a james yeah. squire yeah. whatever because they think it's a craft beer yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah that's yeah two distribute do, that yeah, yeah do you do yeah. you try to do you, do you try to sort of like steer them away from brand recognition and into something a bit more interesting definitely i think the biggest thing we did when we first took over was we gutted corona and super dry which are in here and that took forever for people to adjust on so we've gone to like i think balmain pilsen is our all-rounder now so it's just a light just tastes like bubbles and i say people are happy to do that though it's so like there's you know balmain pilsen balmain and in sydney so yeah it's happy to sort of once again sort of supporting that local-ish you know sydney instead of corona which is you know yeah, yeah. and imported so um, we do. We definitely steer away. I don't think we've got too much. VB is probably the most commercial thing we got in there, but that's you know keep everyone happy. Yeah, so, exactly. That's yeah, solid, like, yeah. Like, don't wrong. It's still good. So, yeah, I like it. Bit, so yeah, that's it. Anyone who says they don't is a liar. So. Yeah. Um, but that, that's it. Yeah, we steer it away from that towards anything craftier and the people we like to. We tend to 
steer it towards. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the cocktails you made for us. So the house, old-fashioned, What do you want to tell us the setup, like the ingredients and all that? Yeah, definitely, man. So, we just, so we've got 60 mils of buffalo trace. So to use buffalo is just a really good all-rounder for bourbons. And we add in um, seven and a half mils of our uh, got a house sugar syrup. So it's a Demerara reduction, so two to one uh, sugar to water. Mm. So it tends to add that sort of caramelly sweetness to it. Mm. And we add dashes of... Oh, what was the bitters? What was the bitters? What was it? Uh, whiskey barrel aged bitters that was it sorry changed it we've just changed it recently so add that in then yeah the flamed orange as well so it's just just nice it's just simple and that's the way it should be about here like bringing back old classics as you were talking about like that old drinking coming through so everyone you got old fashions like you see like salted caramel old fashions and stuff and it's just like we just sort of take away from that just try and get the best representation of the booze out we can so Mm. yeah just we that's something we move a lot of up here and we're we're proud to move it that's good it's good to see more people getting into the old school bar spirits like yeah i only started drinking negronis when i started like when i was working in hospitality and 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 things like old fashions and whatever but like yeah, I just feel like more and more people are into the classics. And, and, and the yeah. good thing about them is that you, you drink them to appreciate the alcohol that's in them, not necessarily you just drink them because they're a really, you know, fruity... Like cocktails, yeah. I, I don't know, like a daiquiri or whatever it might be. You don't drink it necessarily because you like the grey goose that's in or whatever the, yeah, the spirit exactly. that's yeah, in. Yeah. You just drink it. But, but these it. ones you... Man, same with yeah. Negroni, man. I was playing with Negronis uh, last night and that's the thing like you're changing your change of vermouth base out and you can definitely see a difference between like your different sweet vermouths you got so it's just nice you can make those changes see those subtle differences when you're even cutting through the campari and yeah yeah it's an, I mean, it's definitely like a hospo drink the negroni like yeah. not too many people who work in hospo don't get it anyway so yeah. yeah yeah it's cool because yeah like i don't know cocktails you need to taste the alcohol in them like people go oh that's strong and it's like it's because you've only drank like <laughs> yeah. yeah you've only you've only been drinking like slushies with some vodka and yeah like, so coming from, coming from orange the cocktail scene's a bit different down here than orange it was yeah. the old fruit tingle was getting around still the fruit tingle yeah, yeah. like Classic. jungle jungle punch and just weird, weird that's fantastic stuff like real cocktails <laughs> yeah and um the, the other cocktail I made well is probably one of my favorites at the moment um called the berry white because it's a blueberry it's got like egg whites through it as well so blueberry lemon honey and bourbon and that's yeah. like we like to try to use bourbon as a base people say i don't like bourbon don't like dark spirits i will try this like you can it definitely gets masked by the honey and blueberry but you see that little warmth coming through as well from the darker spirit so what's the what do egg whites do to a cocktail so nice and creamy it adds texture to it so yeah. it's fluff texture it just adds a really nice mouthfeel that's what it gets so that, that touch so same thing like a nitro stout will be creamy just, like yeah. just adds that different consistency yeah that, that thick creamy sort of like that's people get off fluff, fluff like put off by it a lot but yeah just well people whites. that's it that's that's part of the education process really isn't it it's like yeah like egg whites have been used in cocktails for who knows how long yeah and it sounds weird if you're not familiar with it, but then yeah. once you drink one, it's like you're not tasting egg whites in it. It's no, not, not a protein shake. Not like a, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's and not. that's what you say to people. It's like a big line we use here a lot to everyone. It's like, look, if you don't like it, give it back. We'll drink it, and then you can have it, and then like, we'll get you something <laughs> else. And I don't think I've had one come back really. I was like, oh, no, that's, that's all right. Like, that's the thing. Everyone seems pretty happy with yeah, that. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah, love big it. fan of that, man. Tasty. Bourbon. Yeah. Just love bourbon. It's yeah. just like the Are you a bur- What's your favorite? What's your favorite spirit? favorite spirit uh tequila definitely yes but, uh, 
See, there's, there's people out there that understand what good tequila... That's another part of the educational process. We need to educate more people about good tequila. Because that's the, thing, everyone, the tequila everyone's had's generally had a hat on it. And if yes. tequila's got a hat yeah. sitting on it, don't have it. So yeah. it's, um, anything that's been aged, because they, they treat tequila the same way they treat whiskey. They barrel age. You know, you got, when you, everyone's probably had a Blanco, and they get your Reposados, and Anejos, and Anejos, and extra Anejos, just beautiful. Like, they've mm. spent time. They're nearly a whiskey. You have them, you sip on them. Just watch people's confusion. Like, we'll try this. Like, what is it? So just try it. And they just can't mm. work it out because it's got that tequila start and then you've got that oak finish. Mm. So, same. There's so many nice spirits out there mm. that people haven't tried. Mezcal, I love mezcal as well. Like, really smoky oh, mezcal. So nice. It's it. so good in cocktails. Like, yeah. it's so clean, so smoky. It's just a nice substitute for any Isla whiskeys in cocktails. So, anything smoky. So, it goes mm. really well. That's Big cool. fan. Yeah. And I like the effects of tequila as well. I don't know. It's a different type of, it's a different type of buzz. I like it. That's it. Everyone, everyone <laughs> tends to be a bit hesitant on it too, so it's nice to include it and watch people's shock when they enjoy something. I was, I was talking to another bar, bar guy and he said, his quote was, lemon and salt is for fish and chips. <laughs> All right, well, that's stolen. Yeah. Stolen. <laughs> we use orange and cinnamon with ours, actually. I like orange and yeah. cinnamon as well. <laughs> I like that. I, I, really I, I got turned on to orange and cinnamon over, overseas, but... It's a it's a good addition. I think so. Yeah, it definitely makes it easy, but we just tend to have it straight here. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a lemon and salt. It's like, no, we'll do this. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a good substitute for people who want. Where's the lemon and the salt? And like, try this way. Yeah, that's it. Try it our way. Um. So what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to. I want to get your tips on like where else to drink in Wollongong. So let's like pretend I'm. A friend from Orange, yeah, that's come up to Wollongong, and you've got the night off, and you and you get to bar hop and eat around the gong at a few different venues. Where 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 do you start for pre dinner drinks? Pre dinner drinks, man, mate. I'm I'd start here, unfortunately. Yeah, I reckon I'd come here later. Oh, mate, here before and after. No, so pre dinner. (laughs) Pre dinner. We can start. We can start at the Howling Wolf, and we can come to the Howling Wolf. That's it. I'd probably have a couple there, probably a couple here, and then also, I, I'm always a fan of his boy Elroy up there, like they, they're a burger joint up there, but they mm-hmm. still do like really nice cocktails, also cocktails, got like a good back bar to back it up with as well, always head up there, and... Are you getting dinner up there as well? Where's dinner? Mate, honestly, you want to have a dinner here? Harbour Front. Yeah. Yeah, so I go in there. Yeah, level one down there, man, that's where I go, really nice. Good there because there's two places I'll send people. One's Harbour Front because Timmy does, uh, Tim, one of my mates, he does really yeah, yeah, good, really good cocktails. Yeah, we talked to Tim down there. Really good cocktails, fucking phenomenal there. If you want to go over there, over the beach, but if that's not your thing over that view, Needing Ruby is just miles ahead as mm-hmm. well. Just, um, and good cocktails up there as great well. Great cocktails, great vibe as well. Like, it's just nice. You can make a bit of noise there and know, like, you yell, carry on. It's just great. It's relaxed. Owners are always up there working as well, so it's just nice to get that touch again, too. Yeah. So they're just killing it up there. You can after that wander on as well. So after dinner, drink. What's next after dinner? After dinner, man. Around there, walk out. You got Humbar up there at the rooftop bar. So that's nice. It's nice to have got that rooftop up there. Yeah, yeah man. So you sit up there and sort of look over the Wollongong CBD a little bit. So have a have a bit of poke. So yeah. then, man. Actually, yeah, you're probably right. I probably would end up here as well. Smash Come them back down here. Smash them to grannies. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. if they, so what time do you guys close? Are you guys close at? Midnight? Midnight every night, yeah. yeah so we'll so unless you get in the yeah. lock-in, if you do yeah. a lock-in, maybe, maybe don't do a lock-in. No lock-in. But, um, no lock-in. Um, where do you go? Where do you go if you want to get loose, like, up until about 2? 
you got to, you got to find somewhere pretty gross. Like for me, it's like the harbour. <laughs> Definitely, man. They're always there. But like, what we try to do, people who want something who are here when we finish, you know, on a Friday or Saturday when we finish, we normally head up to Hayday. So they're um, okay. They're up the other end of town. But um, what they do is they're similar to this. They do cocktails, they do spirits and that. So they're they're up to about two generally as well. So that's normally the after hospo destination, and no one's really that blind up there. So. You know, cool. it's like there's so many pubs and that around. Then, um, yeah, there's been a lot. Like, have you seen seen it sort of grow since you've been running this place? Like, the, just the just the the bars. Like, there's been so there's so, so many, many bars. small bars. Hey, that opened up now. Like, everyone's sort of having a crack at it, which is good. So it's it's helping expand Wollongong away from just like you know what was the harp and you know, yeah the harp's still going strong. But like, it's expanded, draw it away a bit. But everyone still ends up there now because they're the latest opening venues. But mm. That's you know, it's just nice to see a little bit of difference. Like Little Prince, like they've always been here before us, but like they've got the cocktail sort of focus. Dag would have been there before us too, probably as well, like the burger joint. So, like Heyday Humbar, just all these nice little small bars. Red Square as well with a vodka bar. So, that's like a funny up, place. They've got the, like the most infusions in vodka in the world or something. It's oh, crazy, like hey? Yeah. Yeah, like like <laughs> peanut butter vodka and just all this weird <laughs> stuff, hey? It's, just, it's good uh, times. I don't get up there as much as I'd like to. I'm always here sort of working, so of chip it away. You've got to find the hospo spots. That's it, man. Sweet. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Mate, I think that's it, man. That's I'm, it. Just, I'm just hoping that um, hoping this all goes, gets out there and bring a few more people down to Wollongong, yeah, I suppose. So, sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, too easy, man. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Luke Simons from Howland Wolf Bar in Wollongong. If you want to find out more about what those guys do, you can find them at Howland Wolf on Facebook and on Instagram, or you can just get down there for a drink. They're up until midnight every day except Monday. If you want to find out more about what we do, you can check out our website. It's quicksandfood.com, or you can find us at quicksandfood on Facebook and Instagram. Get out there and support the Illawarra Cookbook. It's available at all good Illawarra retailers and also at our website. Get out there and support local food, shop at farmers markets, and support local producers. Thanks for joining me for another Quicksand Food podcast and we'll catch you again with the next episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.